Hello and welcome to the Green Green Eye podcast. Again this week, in August, just uh, another episode of Rambles. <coughs> Damn. Oh. Yeah. <coughs> God damn. Mm. Yeah, I can I can rest assure you that that was not Corona, but uh, we still are in the fight with Corona. But uh, this week, I just wanted to do some uh, self reflection. You know, I've been busy, been doing quite a lot, and. Uh, and a lot is happening in the world. A lot is happening around me as well. And I've recently left my job, free gringo. And there's things where where I think I'm gonna talk about when the time is right, when everything is correct and when everything is balanced. But I think right now, the world and everyone there's a, a spiritual imbalance. There is a, a spiritual warfare that we have to fight. There is a lot of confusion. There's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of protest. You know, as we can see in the world, uh, the campaign to end SARS, freedom for Zimbabwe, uh, what else as well, Congo. I mean, here as well. COVID, um, Brexit, people not knowing if they're going to lose their job or not, people unsure of uh, what's going to happen to them. Yeah, so in this troubling, this unsettling and troubling times, it's very hard for people to know where they're going. It's very hard for, for people to keep mental stability. You know, and that's the one thing we always talk about here is uh, the spread of uh, therapy. You know, therapy, therapy, and therapy. And, and like, it's very sad for me to see a lot of things are happening. It's very sad for me to be enduring things as well, going through a lot of things. And, but at the same time, I'm, I just want to say that I'm glad that I've I've got a good family support. I've got I've got therapy because a lot of these things that I've been facing, I don't think without therapy I'll be here. I would have crumbled, but with the help of therapy, the problems and the situation I've been facing, it's allowed me to to really think of my future. It's allowed me to to think, to be equipped with the correct tools of uh, what's happening to me right now. Unlike before, where I didn't have the tools to be able to manage and deal with things. So I feel like uh, the therapy is paying off in the way that, that before I was just, I was just, I was just sort of like, let's say, homeless or very deprived in my arsenal. But now I feel like I'm the chief of the 
the fire fire station. I'm the chief of I'm the chief firefighter now. You know, I'm ready. I'm equipped with my tools. I've got my arsenal there, so whenever a fire starts and I get that nine nine one one call, I'm ready to roll out. I'm equipped. I've got all the equipment. You know, unlike before unlike before I think I used to have a, a bucket and <laughs> and a and a bucket at the end that has got holes in it. So even if I drawed out water to try to to fight uh, the fire or to fight the flames, it would it felt like there was no there was no use or no need. But now I'm equipped with the with the tools that I need. You know, the tools I feel like like therapy has allowed me to be able to live in a fire station. It's allowed me to to be ready at all times, to be ready to to cope with the ups and downs, to be ready to be able to say, "Oh Lord, this is what's happening. This is how I can I can I can fight these things." And in my journeys, like I feel I feel more settled with myself. I feel more more sort of engaged within the world, engaged with things. But uh, but as this as this show is not really a, a political show, we don't talk politics, we only talk therapy and the mindfulness. But today we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna reserve the segment, you know, for talking on what's going on in Africa. What's going on in the world? What's going on with with uh, a place where there's no there's no counseling, there's no therapy, you know? A place uh, there's an interesting book, and uh, this book is a is a medical book, and it's got case studies and it's got uh, it's got so it's got a medical history to it and. Um, it's called uh, a place where there's no psychotherapy. I don't know. Actually, actually, you know what? Let me let me Google this. We do have uh, the book which I was talking about uh, is um, called "Where There Is No Psychiatrist: A Mental Health Care Manual," and this book uh, is written by Vikram Patel. And this book is uh, it's a book that's used uh, in uh, in mental health studies as well. I've seen uh, mental health nurses use this book, but this book just details uh, places such as India, places such as Africa, where where there's no psychiatrist, where you know we take certain things as uh, as let's say spiritism. You know, a child starts behaving in a random way or a child or or people are people are drinking a lot to cope or so yeah so where people are there's uh there's an element also of uh self-medication but people do not understand or do not realize that they're suffering from trauma and they're suffering from uh, depression anxiety 
nervousness conditions and this book is this book is is i think is one of the best books that's been written in that details that details a lot of things that are happening right now in terms of mental health and and how people are in these uh in these african countries you know it's where a place where where you know you are you can't have a voice when you live in a place where you can't have a voice and when your voice is is dangerous or can or your voice can be seen as a as 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 a crime it becomes hard to to also express yourself to express other things and and in africa we've been suffering we've been suffering for a long time we've been suffering from the post colonial trauma the post colonial stress you know i remember at times i used to walk in into my into my grandmother crying you know sobbing or sometimes i used to see my grandmother just act agitated nervous you know and one time i did speak to her about this and one time she she said we were walking past the dog and she she just started f- freaking out she she froze she just and just I, i found that weird and strange and i asked her what was what was going on what was like what was that all about like when she explained it to me that uh when when she was growing up in Rhodesia before it was called Zimbabwe the white police was the one who was, was running everything and and as a as a black woman in her own country she couldn't she couldn't uh, she didn't have access to education she didn't have access to to a lot of things and she couldn't have access to to also to go to Harare which was uh, called Salisbury back then and uh, and the police used to have these big german shepherds and these big dogs as well uh the, i think the the south african uh, mastiff this big these dogs are are very big they 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 look like lions but and she said they used to come intimidate intimidate people let the dogs bite at people's ankles set the dogs loose to chase people and everything and and she's been in places where this has happened to her where she's where she's seen these things where she's run away and and living as a prisoner in your own country the 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 stress you know having having to live in substandard living conditions almost uh concentration camp like you know the first actually this this is a uh, just a quick fact the first uh, ever concentration camps were actually in south africa and they were built by the by the british and this is this is a known well known fact of history but which they don't teach you or they just sweep under the rug but these things you can research 
in the first ever concentration camps. And this is where, where Hitler and all these other people got ideas from of concentration camps. They didn't just have these ideas from nowhere, they got these ideas from the British. And, uh, and it's, it's very sad on how, on how, uh, on how we see history, you know, on how colonialism and the West has really impacted the, the minds, the trauma that has come from, from, uh, from, from the evils that's impacted us as black people and, uh, and Africans. You know, you can see, you can see a lot of things in history if you really, really were to look into them. It doesn't take, it, these things don't even take, they don't take big research. These things, they're open, the public knowledge, they're open and I mean, they're not public knowledge. I mean, like, like first of all, the narrative of uh, of the First World War and the Second World War, the narrative of that uh, we were that the Western countries were fighting were fighting for for democracy, freedom, but they don't tell you if you look into history. They do tell you that they they were fighting over Africa. They were fighting over con- who con- who is gonna inevitably control Africa, where they carved up Africa amongst each other, gave each other land, and say, yeah, this is your part. This is your part. I mean, even if you look at uh, if you look for a simple fact at the map in the Middle East on how everything is straight lines. It doesn't take into consideration of uh, geographical positions of people, but it seems like someone just came with a ruler, carved up things, put straight lines and said, yeah, this, this is your part, this is your part, this is your part. They divided these nations amongst them. That's why when you see where, where the Kurdish they don't have a country no more. But they've, they've got the Kurdish, Turkish, and you've got the, the Syrian Kurdish on the other side. And uh, the Kurdish in, um, in, in also in Iraq. But they don't have a country in, in their own right. So, so these things we can see, but I think for for me, you know, going back to topic, is about how can we, as a people, come to rather than put everything under the rug, how can we come to reconcile with the evils that I've done that I have been committed in the world, you know. I'm not saying that uh, we should uh, we should sort of uh, blame the sins of um, 
of someone's grandfather, grandparents upon them. It's like as Jesus said, uh, when the disciples came to him and said, uh, Rabbi, who, who, who has sinned? When they were asking about the, why the man was blind, he said, who, Rabbi, who has sinned? The man or his parents? And uh, Jesus replied with, uh, actually, you know what? Let me. I'll get. I'll get back to 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 actually get in the correct verse for that. For that, but but the point is, uh, Jesus Jesus uh, explained to them that um, that he was neither the he was neither the man or the the man's uh, parents that that caused this man to be blind. But uh, salvation and glory could be found. And thinking on things like that, you know, where, where we, we look into the world and we look at things such as privilege and, and people not wanting to... Uh, to give up the privilege, it becomes hard to reconcile. It becomes hard for someone to, to overnight to to say, yeah, you know, I've I've had privilege for too long now. It's it's time for someone else to enjoy the privilege. You know, privilege is something that's addictive, and uh, privilege is something that's a mindset as well. It's, it's a belief that's bred in people. And unfortunately, the belief that we have and that's been bred in us is we see Africa as uh, such as an infancy or a child. You know, we don't, we don't see, we don't, we don't rate Africa as uh, as uh, something or some somewhat important to us, you know, and I think uh, what needs to change, first and foremost, I think is is how we see Africa, the relationship we have Af- to with with Africa, the relationship that we have with the resources that Africa has, that that has, you know, the relationship that we have within ourselves as Africans, which, which, is, which is very fraught, as in Africa is very diverse. Africa, Africa is so big. Life, just to, for you to picture how big Africa is, uh, the Sahara Desert encompasses America itself. So the Sahara Desert is bigger than America. Or the fifty, or the fifty states. But when you look at in the map, it seems the other way around. America is bigger than uh, than uh, Africa. But the, these are the things you know where we need to start questioning. Like, who said Africa was not important? Who demean diminished? us as Africans and why do they want Africa to be kept in, in, in its infancy? And who 
peddles these narratives, you know, which is, which is, which is, which is very, very scary when you think about it, like, like who are these people? Right now, I say, what we're fighting in Africa for, we're just fighting for 10%, even that, that's, we're fighting for the things that we can see. But we haven't started fighting or asking questions on who is behind these things. Who is behind who is behind these African leaders? You know, it's a time where people have accepted uh, corruption for a long time, but people are now not accepting corruption because people are more educated people. It's now it's now harder in the 20th century to to have wars because uh, unlike before, if you had an enemy, you'd crush your enemy. But now it's not seen as something to do. People have lost the appetite because of the world wars and everything. People have lost the appetite for 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 wars. So so rather than uh, than colonialism just coming and saying, okay, this is gonna be our colony way of just colonizing you uh, using the using using brute force, murder, pillaging, whatnot. It's now become softer, it's now become diplomatic, it's now become it's now become undercover, it's now become hidden. It's now become something where it's become a conspiracy. Where it's become, where it's become, they've made it become something of of skepticism. Where you where you even question yourself: Does these things exist? Like, is there someone behind this this so-called presidents in Africa? I mean, you know, these presidents, they're people then. They do realize what they're doing is is wrong. They do realize, rest assured, that they do realize what's going on. But it's something malevolent. That's um, that's causing a lot of these things. It's it's the people who they take orders from. And as soon as we uncover, as soon as we know these entities, these persons, these company, these uh, these companies that are behind this, then we'll be we'll be able to 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 sort of reinstate certain things in Africa. As soon as we are able to reinstate. The wellness of our minds, the wellness and the well-being of every African, a lot will change in Africa. You know, we can protest, we can protest and protest, but my question is, what then after the protest? You know, in Zimbabwe, we, we protested and uh, they ousted uh, 
Robert Mugabe. And people were happy. People were like, yeah, yeah. But they did not replace anything. The person who replaced Robert Mugabe was a person who, who, who was a, who was a sort of a, the right, the right hand man, the man who was the man who was there with him when, uh, when, when uh, Mugabe killed uh, over twenty thousand people in uh, the Bedeland. He was he was one of the orchestrators, but uh, people people were people people were easy to accept this man as a hero, welcome him as some 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 revolutionary soldier of freeing us. But things have just gotten worse, you know. So it's it's about now rather than thinking, okay, we topple the government, we topple these things. What's going to replace it? Because a vacuum of power is going to be left. It's, you know, we've seen examples already in places like Syria, Iraq, and uh, Libya, where vacuums of power were left and the countries have, have, have gotten back to where they have. And, and that's what we need to, I think, focus on more. How are we going to heal our nations from the past traumas? Because it seems like we, we keep on reliving trauma rather than moving forward. Uh, nothing has really changed since, um, since my grandmother was little. Even since when my great-grandmother was there as well. R.I.P. to her, but she 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 gave me she gave me the realest before she died. So, but by that time, as a young man, I did not I did not quite fully comprehend what she was saying. But now I know what she's she she was she was talking to me. She was letting me know of the the powers that are behind certain things. You know, the, the evil, you know, the, 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 the malevolent spirit that governs these things. You know, and, and, and I feel the enemy once uses us and wants us to be in a state of heightened confusion, heightened stress, heightened anxiety, heightened, heightened nervousness, where you, if you're always in a state like that, in a state of emotional heightenedness, it's harder for you to, to think correctly. It's harder for you to, to take in things and it's harder for you as well to to be to be free and open. So the first solution that comes to you when you're in that state is always a good solution. Because you're looking for for a quick fix. You're looking for a quick quick something to, to stop the pain. You know you accept any deal, you accept anything. 
because you don't want you're tired you don't want to feel like that no more and these are the things that you know she was she she used to she used to tell me about but moving on swiftly from this you know is as being an african and uh, the west living in the western world a lot of my peers don't have the voice i can you know if i was talking like this I was talking like this in Zimbabwe. I'll be afraid of my life. I'll be afraid of getting arrested. I'll be afraid of disappearing. And it came when I was speaking uh, with uh, with a lovely young lady yesterday about uh, this situation. You know, the realization is uh, that a lot of people don't know is that when you start talking like this, you have to talk with authority. You have to talk. as if it was your last day because people are dying for talking about this and when you start championing these things it's not about it's not about holding signs and banners it's about asking yourself are you willing to die for the cause are you willing to be martyred for the cause because in that's that's the reality in africa people who talk people who 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 raise their voice these people are willing to die for the cause these willing people are willing to fight the enemy and you know in zimbabwe in zimbabwe people just disappear police come to the house take you kidnap you then you're found in another city half dead half beaten they just leave you on the side of the road or your body is never found or they just keep you in prison and they or they just kill you so these are the things that come with talking these are the things that come with 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 uh, the protests you know and you have to be mentally strong as I say do you have the tools have you been to therapy to to equip yourself with the tools to say yo when it comes to when it comes when the day comes and you're there in the middle of the revolution are you are you going to behave such as the leaders that you're 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 protesting against are you going to be cowardly or are you going to or are you going to are you going to say this is what i believe and i'm strong enough you know and and that's it really you know it's a question i ask myself as well like am i willing to die for the cause am i willing to die for africa if someone were to ask me you know is something that I can't really answer here and 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 it's very and it's a very personal question it's a very personal question where you need to ask yourself where you need to to know where you stand in this uh in this day and age why are you willing to give up for someone for, for for someone else's future freedom you know and 
I'm deeply saddened, I'm deeply upset. Like, these things make me cry at times. Like, I sit there and cry. And cry and cry and say, why? But why? Why are things like this? You know, you, you like, can drive you mad just trying to answer these things. Like, why do these things happen? How come people get away with these things? Like, these things are done to us blatantly. Like, like if these things are not done in the secrets or in the, in, the, in the cover of dark. These things are done in broad daylight. Broad daylight, they're doing these things. And you, and you wonder to yourself, how? Like, you even start questioning. It's, you know, the question where people even say, if 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 there's a God, why does he allow pain in the world? But it's been your boy Gringo with a with a sober thought. You know, you know, free my people. We need we needed Moses. That's what we need. We need Moses. To walk, to walk, to walk our people to the promised land. It's been hard for me. It's been hard for me to, to just think about, think about, about these things, and it does affect me mentally. But as always, yeah, free, free Gringo, free Africa, free my people, and uh, yeah. Free London as well, for real. Like this is another, another personal, personal thing for me as well. Free London. They're trying to, they're trying to increase uh, TFL prices out here. They're trying to even increase um, what's it called uh, congestion charge up to zone four. In some in some areas as well, so yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be sticky still. It's gonna be sticky around there, right? Where it's gonna becoming become more expensive to just to to take train, public transport, to take uh, to even drive in London as well. And this thing is gonna affect uh, over four million four million households and. Uh, it's gonna be uh, just to drive your car in London. It's gonna cost you twenty five pound a day. So, <laughs> but I free my people, man. But I free the world. Free the world from 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 whatever's happening.